0: You know, some people think that raspy voices are hot. Um, Whether they're cold-induced or not, that probably makes a difference. But here we go. There's no glory in rooting for the winning team, or the better team, or the one that everyone else is betting on. Always, always, always root for the underdog. Sounds illogical? It's perfectly logical. Think about it. If you root for the underdog and they lose, big deal. That's what you and everybody else expected, so you can't be that heartbroken. But if they win, your victory, along with theirs, is the sweetest form of victory. Not to mention, you can hold it over everyone else's heads for as long as you wish. I can't remember where I heard this piece of advice, but it was probably from Malcolm Gladwell. It sounds logical and relevant enough to be in one of his books or podcasts. But regardless of where I heard it, today I'm going to take that advice a bit further, so that everyone can take this advice, not just the sports fans. Better With Books episode 22, Follow the Nobodies. I'm Roots, producer, writer, and host, and I am Ruth Roots, that's Ruth, R-O-O-T-Z, on Instagram and on Twitter. I remember one time seeing the trailer for a feature-length film about Justin Bieber, and one of the shots in the trailer was of him jamming at a keyboard with his classic hairdo, his mom holding the camera, if I remember right, and I thought about how back in the beginning, when he first started on YouTube, His videos probably didn't get the millions of views they do now. He had fewer fans, like way fewer. But those fans? There are a lot of people today who would have loved to be one of the OG believers. There's a level of prestige to be gained from being one of the first. After a long time of following the big guys, I'm thinking Casey Neistat, Roman Mars, Malcolm Gladwell, J.K. Rowling, Oprah Winfrey, Chantal Martin, these people who are clearly professionals and who pump out a lot of stuff and who everyone knows about. After a long time of following them and learning from them what makes something good, a good video, a good podcast, a good book, a good painting, etc. It's time to branch out. It's time to find the people who aren't as famous, aren't as good but who might one day be in the big leagues. It's like playing the lottery. You're making the bet, investing your time into consuming their stuff, hoping that one day they strike it rich and you can be all like, I was there when they had like a few hundred or a few thousand followers. And with audiences growing and more and more niches being developed, the chances of you finding and following someone who will quote-unquote make it are getting better and better by the day. But there are other reasons, more practical reasons, beyond prestige and bet-winning, to find and follow people who are just starting out, especially if you're just starting out. Here are two reasons. Number one, small creators are easy to talk to, or at least easier to talk to than most big-shot creators. Usually, it's because they have more time and because they don't have too much fan mail to sort through. So the chances of them reading yours are significantly higher than if you tried DMing someone like Casey Neistat. You can pop them a question or a word of feedback, and chances are they'll see it and respond to it. I was reminded of this recently while listening to the College Info Geek podcast. In it, Thomas Frankly talked about how he still responds to nearly every DM he receives. But he pointed out that he can foresee a future where he just can't do that anymore because of the volume of DMs he'll be receiving. He's a classic example of someone just on the edge of being what I call too good for the rest of us. He's just on the edge of not being able to handle all the followers he has or not being able to have the same relationship with them as he has been having up to this point. Number two, you can learn from people who are just starting out. Yes, you can learn by asking them questions directly, but also you can just watch them. Watch and learn. Try to notice the things they change from one creation to the next. Watch how their writing quality goes up or their comfort level in front of the mic or camera. Pay attention when they mention the places they went to do networking or the way they got a guest to agree to talk to them. And if they never do make it into the big leagues, try and figure out why. It's always better to learn from others' failures than your own, right? By the way, 90% of the time a creator fails to make it, it's because they simply stopped creating. They gave up. It's often high school kids heading off to college and just never looked back. At least, that's my experience, mostly with tech YouTubers. So now, assuming you agree with me, you're wondering, okay, how do I find people just starting out? On YouTube, it turns out it's really hard to find the beginners, unless you know them personally and know exactly what to search for. Otherwise, YouTube will recommend to you viral videos and popular creators. Why? Simple. They want you to keep watching, forever and ever if it were up to them, and the best way they've found of doing that is showing you videos that have been proven to be good, namely the videos that tons of other people have watched. Recently, I came across the YouTuber John Fish, and like most people who found him, I found him by watching his first viral video. He was still pretty small by YouTube standards, still kind of is, but still, it's not the same as being there before someone's first big break video. Also, surprisingly, YouTube is full of filmmakers, not necessarily people doing other things like, I don't know, crafting, writing, podcasting, wedding photography. You have to go somewhere else if you want to encounter a more varied crowd. So, not YouTube. The best place I've found is, drumroll please... Instagram. It's more friendly than Twitter. You have more of a chance to be heard. And for this reason, I and many other creators just starting out are on there. And even better, it's easy to find us. Just follow a couple of hashtags and a few recommended users. Often, a recommended user will have that special new to Instagram label underneath it. And those are your best bet if you want to be there from the absolute very beginning. Okay, all that talk of social media has made me want to plug my own. I am on the heap of chaos that is Twitter at Ruth Roots and on the Pleasant Green Pastures of Instagram also at Ruth Roots where you can find me and give me episode suggestions or feedback or just say hello because it's nice and people do that. They're just like, hello. The theme music for this episode is a track called Melt by Broke for Free. You can find him on Spotify and on Free Music Archive. I highly recommend listening to his stuff.